Hello and welcome back into Dodge and Diddy Ravine. It is your host, Youngstead, accompanied by my co-host and Jacob today. Jacob, the weekend has come and gone. The Dodgers road trip has concluded. They will now head home. Before we do jump into all of that good stuff, how's it going? Things going pretty good. I just been going on a lot of hikes lately. Those have been uh, those have been killing my legs, but I like the workout. I like being outdoors with nature. I like exploring, just things like that overall. Being outside, so been hiking a lot. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I feel like we Dodger fans get the hiking experience at Dodger Stadium just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's definitely some points of that stadium where you're just walking up and it feels like you're just literally hiking. It's, it's pretty bad sometimes. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it's on a hill, so it, it, it fits it perfectly. And uh, it's definitely a treacherous walk at times, but that is the nature of Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers... We're down in Texas to face the Rangers, a pretty good Rangers team. And uh, they took the series. They took all three series on this road trip to go six and three. Of course, we were talking about before the All-Star break, how they went on that terrible road trip to Colorado and Kansas City. Now they come out of the break and they play really well against some pretty good teams, first place teams that are going to make the playoffs in the American League. And, and of course, the Mets as well. So six and three road trip—that's a pretty phenomenal road trip, going through Texas and all. Um, Friday though was eleven to five victory for the Dodgers over the Rangers, and again the first time returning to Globe Life Field since the twenty twenty postseason World Series win and all that. Do you have fond memories of that place? Do you enjoy watching games at Globe Life where the Dodgers play there? I do. Yeah, that. Globe Life Field in general, it's a really nice ballpark. And just Texas and overall, you know, it's it's a nice state. You know, it's it's big. The I heard the culture there is really nice, you know. Just just everything about Texas just seems cool. And that that stadium is huge. I mean, I, I think dead center is like four ten. And you know, that that's that's a big ballpark. And you could tell that uh, the Texas Ranger fans, they, they love that team. And there's a mass amount of Dodger fans at that stadium as well. And you can tell that, like, it's just – it's like another Dodger stadium south. I was seeing a lot of comments, like, people trolling and saying that. But, I mean, you, you could really say it is. There were a lot of Dodger fans there at this series. And, yeah, I, I do like the stadium. I, I remember 2020 World Series – and it felt good seeing the Dodgers play there again. Yeah, I uh, I visited there, of course, very briefly. I was outside the ballpark. Um, yep. And I met a lot of people there. I met a lot of people that I went to the Cowboy game and right down the street from Globe Life. And uh, I wore my Dodgers jersey because, of course, I did. And I got a lot of compliments on it, like a lot of people. And a lot of people actually were from – LA, like a lot of people were from LA in Texas. I even met somebody from Whittier, believe it or not. So, um, it was, it's crazy small world, but yeah, a very Southern hospitality over there in Texas. And of course the Dodgers pretty much making it their home away from home. Of course, winning the world series there 
I mean, they put up a lot of runs this series. They hit pretty well there. And uh, like you said, a lot of Dodger fans there, whether they traveled or they're just already there in Texas, a lot of Dodger fans there um, all weekend long. But 11-5 victory, as I mentioned. John DeLuca, did you see the John DeLuca defensive plays that he made? I did, yeah. I was watching the game live on that, and man, that was like, like I wasn't expecting him to be that good of a defender. And when he did that, I was just like, Damn, like, back-to-back plays. He he saved, what, a double and then a home run? He he literally saved two runs right there. Like, that was an incredible catch, both of them. Yeah, pretty much changed the trajectory of the game. And John DeLuca, even today, he had a play today's game, I believe it was in the first inning. He dove all out. Again, dove off his feet, air first. And he just missed it. And uh, that pretty much, honestly, if he made that catch, it might have been a different outcome today, but he didn't. And the Rangers would go on to win. But we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, John DeLuca, an amazing defender. I mean, the guy just sells out out there. Really, really good defender out there. Not too bad with the bat, but better uh, defender from what I've seen. Uh, Freddie Freeman hit really well this series. Now, I talked about last time, Freddie Freeman was a little bit of a, a slump. But he kind of got to go in there in Baltimore. He continued it down in Texas. And when the Dodgers played the Braves in the NLCS in 2020, he hit pretty well in Globe Life Field. And I think that continued in the Dodgers uniform. I'm, I'm sorry, what was that? My mic cut out a bit right there. I was just saying, like, Freddie Freeman has hit really well in, in Texas. Um, on Friday, he went 2 for 3 with a home run. Oh, okay. Two for three at the home run. Yeah, and I think even in um, yesterday's game, didn't he have like two or three hits as well? Yep, he went four for five. Four for five, yeah. Oh, that was his two home run game. He had the solo shot and then the uh, two run shot. So, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know what it is about that Texas stadium, but it seems that like a lot of hard line drives, they seem to be just be like pulling towards the foul pole and they're out. I know that um, a couple of Rangers, like they hit, like uh, righties, they hit it towards the left field foul pole, and it was kind of like Freeman's, where it was like a, a pulling line drive shot, and it it's just kind of funny to like see it in that stadium because you don't really see it in other stadiums. Yeah, you kind of are right about that. Kind of does have a little bit of a pull factor in that ballpark. A lot of the balls kind of hook down the lines. Yeah. Right. Uh, Unless course. it's a moonshot, like straight yeah. to like right field or like left field, center, center left, right center field. Yeah. Yeah, and of course the roof is closed, so there's not like any wind or anything going on. So it's pretty interesting, but um, big ballpark, like you mentioned, you know, the dimensions out there in the outfield. Of course, the Dodgers would face Corey Seager for the first time in a Rangers uniform. And in good old Corey Seager fashion, he hit a home run. And uh, I don't know if I called it that he would or you called it, but I mean, that was easy money. If you take a Dodger or Corey Seager home run against the Dodgers this weekend, that's easy money. He went two for three with a walk, so he reached base three out of four times. But while trying to stretch a single into a double, he sprained his thumb sliding into second base. And he was out the remainder of the series. He's now in the IL. So unfortunately for Corey Seager, 
he would get hurt in the series. Yeah, it was uh, it was really unfortunate to see that. I think all Dodger fans, they don't want to see Corey Seager get injured at all. I mean, he's on the ten day IL, so it's not like it's too big of a deal. But I mean, just in general, like you don't want to see Seager getting hurt. You, whenever Seager has a chance to play versus the Dodgers, you know that's just you know it's going to be fun. You know it's going to be entertaining, and that first game was entertaining. And then you know, sadly, he just got injured. Yeah, unfortunate for him, and he had a sprained thumb. That cannot be fun to deal with a sprained thumb. But uh, he'll be out for a little while there, probably until the trade deadline. Uh, but the Dodgers would take the first game of the series 11-5, and they carried that over into Saturday's matinee game at 3 o'clock with a 16-3 W. I mean, they say everything is bigger in Texas, and that's a pretty big uh, winning score there. 16-3, 13 runs. Um, Freddie Freeman, like we mentioned, went four for five. Loves hitting in Texas, apparently. Muncie, a Texas native, went three for five as well. He had a pretty good week in himself. I'm not proclaiming Max Muncie back, but it is worthy to note that he did hit sixth and fifth in the series as well as fourth. So the Dodgers are kind of moving him around and experimenting, if if you would say. Um, which is which is fine. I've been asking for the Dodgers to move him down, but move him down and, and, and stick him down there. Don't move him around the lineup. Like, put him in sixth and call it a day. Let, let's do that. Or move him to fifth. He should even bat fifth, but just move him down below third or fourth. He should not be batting sixth or batting fourth or third, I should say. He should be batting fifth right behind J.D. Martinez in the cleanup spot. Like, that's that's how I see it right there. Max Muncy right there. You know, let's say Will Smith and J.D. are on. He gets a, he gets a nice double. Boom. Two RBIs or second and third. Like, that right there is my ideal spot for Muncy, the five hole. I, I could see that. I could see that. Um, we'll get to Sunday's game in a second. But, again, this Dodgers lineup needs a little bit of tweaking, in my opinion. Again, it could be fine. The, the lineup could be good. Obviously, the lineup is good. They scored 32 or 31 runs this weekend. They put up a lot of runs. They're one of the best offensive baseball. But again, they are kind of a boom or bust offense. And that does scare me as you head into the playoffs and you face good pitching. Again, as they say, good pitching beats good batting. Boomer bust offense like this Dodgers team, you know, hot a couple of guys with high averages, a lot of low averages. It could be a recipe for trouble, but 16 runs on Saturday. JD Martinez had himself a game. J, uh, John DeLuca had himself a game. Um, Bob Miller. Bob Miller also had a pretty good game on the mound. Six solid innings. First good start in a while for Bob Miller, of course before Bob Miller could not get out of the fifth inning for forever, it seemed like, and to go six innings, pretty solid outing for Bob Miller. But, of course, the offense helped him, you know, kind of settle in there. Yeah, Bobby Miller did have a really good outing. And then I think he had around, like, 80 pitches or something like that. Do you remember? I don't know the exact count, but that would sound right. Yeah. I remember in the fifth inning, he was at sixty. He was at sixty-two pitches with two outs, and then it took him like eight, nine pitches to get the third out. And right there, I was like, 
you know, this is probably like one of his best outings he's ever had. And I was like, I was just entertaining the fact of like, oh, you know, Bobby Miller could actually go like seven or eight innings this game. Then the sixth inning, like you said, he did run into a little trouble. And overall, it was a it was a great start for him. But it was just, it would have been really cool to see him go that seventh or eighth inning just to see how he would do in a like late game, late intense game. Not even intense, but just the the batters are getting their third, if not their fourth at bats off of him. So it just they can read him more at that point. Yeah, the Dodgers don't let guys go deep into games all that often. It's a pretty rare feat if they even do reach the seventh inning. But a 16-3 win, no need to push Bob Miller to that extent. Um, and so with that win, the Dodgers had already won the series. And they would be going for the sweep on Sunday. And to no surprise, they did not get the sweep done. They have not won a Sunday game again since May 14th. They have not won on a Sunday. It's that's pretty remarkable. So if you go to next Sunday's game, just prepare for a loss because they usually do not win on Sundays. And that was the case again against this Rangers team. They would win 8-4. to four. And the Dodgers jumped out to a 4 nothing lead off of Martin Perez with a Max Muncy grand slam. But after that, the Dodgers did absolutely nothing the rest of the game. And the Rangers battled back to score eight unanswered runs. Max Muncy, I know that he is a uh, he's a very hot controversial. He's a very hot controversial player on this podcast. But I've I've come to lights with that if he can just hit home runs, still have that low batting average, um, I'm completely fine with it. And like I he's hit, what, three home runs this series versus the Rangers? He went deep a few times. He hit two or three homers, and then I know he had a double that was, like, right off the wall. I think we talked about it on the the recent pod, the last one. Yeah. You could stand on that hill. I'm going to stand on the opposite hill. I I can't live (laughs) with Max Muncy hitting 191 and – popping a homer every now and then. I just can't. If you're, if he's going to do that, do that low in the order, not high in the order. That's my problem. If you're going to do that, if you're going to be that guy, the Dodgers are going to trot him out there every single day, hit him low in the order. Don't hit him high in the order because that guy should be driving in runs, not striking out or hitting home run, boom or bust. Like, that's just not a recipe for success, especially when the games count and matter. Everyone is important. You need to manufacture runs. Max Muncy is not a great player to manufacture runs. I'm just going to be honest. He cannot be behind the order. So that's just my stance on that because I look for the bigger picture. And Max Muncy in the bigger picture is not going to work out at the top of the lineup, in my opinion. Um, uh, of course, Emmett Sheehan got the start today on Sunday. And Emmett Sheehan, you know, he started off pretty good. And he's just fizzled out ever since. He has an eleven. He has an eleven ERA. I couldn't even say that without even stuttering. He has eleven ERA over Jeez. the last three starts, I believe. Emmett Sheehan, eleven ERA, man. You know, out of all the guys in the farm system, I, I wonder why they like. I wonder why they're using Emmett Sheehan. Like, it, I feel like it has to be, like. They're not using Gavin Stone because they want to keep Stone. 
and they're using Sheehan. This is just speculation, but like they're using Sheehan to get him MLB experience and then trade package. You know, I'm not saying for Otani, but just in general, you know, maybe Sheehan's going to be traded away. So he's not the greatest, but like he's still a rookie. He still needs time, but you know, he is, he is pretty shaky a lot. Yeah, and uh, like you mentioned, if you're a young player on this Dodgers team with like one year or maybe two at max MLB experience, you should expect to be on your tippy toes this deadline because you might be on the trade block for somebody else because, uh, again, I'm not all that impressed with these youngsters. And again, they have just a cup of coffee in MLB, not much sample size, but I'm just not seeing any star potential in most of these guys. I'm not cutting Bob Miller. That's probably the only guy that I would hold on to at this point out of everybody, every other rookie that we've seen over the last year or two or this year or last year. Like Bob Miller is the only guy that's untradeable to me. Everybody else, they could trade. So you would say that uh, Gavin Stone, Sheehan, Grove, and Pepeoit, they're all tradable for you every last one of them wow okay would you say gonsolin is on that or no i mean yeah why not i mean if, if a team wants them and uh you know you're getting expandable pieces back that can help fill a need and yeah i'm fine with traditionally gonsolin as long as you get a pitcher back yeah interesting i i think i would be fine with sheehan grove pepioy and um, Stone, but Miller and Gonsolin, I would like to keep those guys. And then you still have Beeler coming back. And then, like I said, you could put May. You could trade May, too. I'm still out there with that. Yeah, May, I don't know if May's going to get traded. I doubt it. But like I said, every single one of these last um, players – these these prospects still technically prospects they could be traded and I know a lot of people because there's a lot of Shohei Otani trade rumors for example and the Dodgers have a package like MLB on Fox and like Emmett Sheehan and Gavin Stone and Michael Bush or whoever like yeah like you trade them all and I see a lot of comments on Twitter Instagram whatever saying no 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 you keep all those guys but I don't think they understand what what is at stake here? You know, I mean, not every single one of those guys is going to be MLB talent. They're just not. That's just how it works. So you trade them for the pieces that you can get. I'm not saying gut the whole farm system, but you trade pieces. And again, these guys are older. They're like 24, 25. None of these guys are young. Yeah, they they didn't get called up like 22, 23, like some of these other guys are. So They are what they are. Yeah, I mean, Michael Grove will still give you a good five innings. I mean, Angels, I think, would take that. But just just in general, all, all those guys are – they're honestly tradable. Like, Gavin Lux, is, they're keeping. I, I'm just saying that because they gave him a bobblehead. I don't really think, like – I don't really think they do that. If they give a player a bobblehead, I don't think they would trade them. Like, Chris Taylor, I don't think he's being traded just because he has his bobblehead. I and remember then, one time they did do that. Do you remember who? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was at the game. I got it. It was a uh, Juan Uribe bobblehead. 
Oh, okay. Oh, was it to the Giants to the Dodgers or Dodgers to the... I don't know what happened to Juan Uribe. Um, I don't know if they just DFA'd him or something, but yeah, that was the end of his career pretty much. Oh, shoot. They still gave all his bobblehood. Yeah. And then another interesting too, another interesting thing, um, Miguel Vargas, he has a bobblehead this season. And he's in the Does he really? It's the same day as James Outman. Like, Outman and Vargas, their bobblehead oh is the exact Oh, my goodness. They gave a bobblehead to a guy in AAA. Yeah, so, like, I don't... Like, that was an announcement, so I don't know if they're going to change that or not. <laughs> Maybe it'll just be James Outman. <laughs> I, I I mean, like, how do you... I mean, I'm sure people will still, like, take it, but that, that's just not a hot selling topic you know like like, like the guy from AAA, AAA, if he, if yeah like, i don't know i'm i'm sure they're going to like do something about that just because like how are you going to give a guy a bobblehead he's in AAA. like i so said maybe they'll give it to a uh, Caleb Ferguson or something i don't know that that's pretty crazy but yeah that that's kind of where that's at. We just kind of went off the rails there for a little bit, but basically what I'm saying is I don't think MCN should make another start for the Dodgers, but he still he'll probably make one more. If I had a guess, they'll probably go one more with him. They yeah, hopefully I would, they don't, but that's my guess. Most likely one more before the trade deadline. Yep. So um, that's kind of where we're standing again. Kershaw is supposedly coming back at August. Or early August, and the Dodgers pushed back his bullpen session. It was supposed to be tomorrow, but they pushed it back another few days. So, like, I don't know what's going on with Kershaw, but I, I don't know when we start to worry here. I don't know. Like, I think we're going to see Kershaw pitch again this season, but when he does come back, is he going to be the same guy? Is he going to last the rest of the year? I, I don't know, bro. I don't know. We, should, we might have to start getting a little bit concerned. I, I think he comes back healthy. I think he really just needed to, like, I think he just needed time off. That way he doesn't put too much stress on himself. Too much heavy stress. You know, he just keeps going, keeps going, just adding more pressure. So I, I think he'll come back the same way he was. Yeah, we shall see about that. We'll keep our eyes on Clayton Kershaw. But that was pretty much the Dodgers' road trip through New York, Baltimore, and Texas. A 16-3 road trip. They now come home. To face another American League team in the Toronto Blue Jays. The Blue Jays currently hold on to the final wild card spot in the American League, so they are fighting for their lives every single game here. The probables go as followed on Monday. It'll be Jose Barrios going for Toronto against Michael Grove for Los Angeles. Tuesday will be Chris Bassett and... Julio Rios and Wednesday finale man they game it'll be uh, Yusei Kikuchi against Tony Gonsolin. So, um, your thoughts on this upcoming Blue Jay series? Mm. The Blue Jays are a pretty good team. They have a lot of good guys on their team. I are they in third place in the AL East or fourth? They're in third place. No, oh, yeah. So it's them, Boston, and then the Yankees. So they're they're a pretty good team. They got Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They got George Springer, Bo Bichette. Um, 
when Merrifield was pretty good at one point. You know, they're a, they're a pretty good team. And then I believe Hunjin Ryu is still with them as well. Yes. Yeah. So you got Hunjin Ryu on there. And then, if I'm not mistaken as well, I think there may be a, a former Dodger reliever on there as well. Um, I'm not too sure, but I think there is. I uh, think it was uh, Mitch White. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, Mitch White is on there, too. But I'm thinking of a, a, a... It wasn't Pedro Baez. Um, I, I forgot, but yeah. I think they're... Um, I, th- I think we'll win the series. I think we'll win 2-1 Monday night and Tuesday night. So hopefully we see a dub out there Monday. And, man, I just hope starting pitching just does good, too. Like, if... Uh, starting pitching does iffy. I know the bullpen has been really good, so maybe we'll see like a extended like bullpen outing. That would be interesting. Yeah, pitching will be key again. This Toronto offense is pretty potent. Uh, George Springer, his first time playing at Dodger Stadium since the scandal broke out, so um, expect to hear a lot of boos for George Springer when he comes up to the bat or to the play, I should say. Um, I'll be booing him. I have no doubt about that. Um, but yeah, we will be taking over. Dodging through the ravine, we'll be taking over uh, the ballpark on Monday. We expect to be there on Monday night. Tomorrow should be fun. Um, should be a hot one, too. So uh, looking forward to that. But yeah, Blue Jays in town. It's a long homestand for the Dodgers. They're going to welcome in the Blue Jays, the Reds, and the Athletics. So after a long road trip, a long homestand, home cooking here all the way until the trade deadline. So it's going to be a very interesting, pivotal time for the Dodgers. Um, yeah, any final thoughts before we move on to fair or foul? No. I mean, it was it was a good away trip overall. Dodgers won all of the series pretty much. So that that's all you can ask for. Six and three, that's really good. So let's just hope this homestand is just as strong as the away stand was. Yeah, the Dodgers, I looked at the schedule. The Dodgers have been pretty good at coming back at first game at home after a road trip. They usually are pretty good. So expect a win tomorrow night. So that should be interesting to see if that streak continues. Moving on to fair or foul, are you ready? Let's do it fair or foul. I like these. All right. Fair or foul, a former Dodger will be added at the trade deadline. Hmm. Only Dodgers I could be thinking of are Ballinger or Kike. I don't think the Red Sox trade Justin Turner. He's been pretty good, and, like, the Dodgers don't need Justin Turner. Um... I, it would be cool to see Ballinger back or Kike, but I, I just don't see it as like we don't like they don't they're not needed on this team. So I'm gonna go ahead and say foul on that. I'm gonna go fair. I'm gonna go fair. I think the Dodgers go back to the well and uh, they add somebody. I'm not sure. I'm not gonna say a name, but they add somebody that was once a Dodger in the past to help them in the second half. So I'm going to go fair. Interesting. 
it would be nice to see. But I just, I don't know who it could be. Fair or fell, the Yankees should be sellers. I don't even know what they would sell, honestly. Who would they? They got to sell pieces. I mean, they have a lot of terrible contracts on that team. Oof. Are they sellers? I'm going to go ahead and say foul. I, I think they, they stick with their squad. Of just I think they wait for Aaron Judge to come back. They see what's happening and then uh, but still, I don't, I don't think they, I don't think they've like trade any of their big names now. I'm gonna go ahead and say foul. I'm going to say fair because the question is should. Um, I don't think they will sell. They're not going to sell. They're the Yankees, and of course they're waiting for Aaron Judge. That's gonna be like their big piece coming back. But um, they're not gonna sell. I don't believe. I'll be shocked. But they should sell. So in that case, I would say fair. They should be sellers the deadline. Although they will not. They just hope to Kansas City Royals this weekend. Last question. Fair or fell, the wild card game was or is better than the wild card series. Hmm. Wild card series or wild card game. I, I, I like the wild card game. Just because it's like both of those teams didn't make the division, and I feel like it's more of a do or die spot. Like it shouldn't be a series. So I, I like that one game because everybody knows it's it's do or die. You know, you're either advancing or your season's done. So I'm gonna say the uh, what what was the question again? Fair on the the wild card game is better than the series. Yeah, fair. Wild card game is way better than the series. I'm going to go fair as well. Um, of course, we were a part of a wild card game, which was really cool. Um, of course, last year was the first year that they implemented the series. They also added a couple more teams as part of the series. And again, the three game series. Uh, you know, personally, like I said, the do or die aspect is just. There's nothing like it, right? There's nothing like do or die in sports whenever you're home. So um, that one game, like your season, on the, everything's on the line. Like you're tuned in every single pitch. Like it, this is it, you know. But, of course, with the wild card game, you kind of had some bad bad matchups. Like the Dodgers had 107 games. They were facing the Cardinals who won like 88 games. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that would have been a horrific loss in just one game. So I think that's why they kind of went away from it. Yeah, the the big uneven matchup, 100-plus win team versus 80-win team. Yeah, I could, I understand why, but, you know, that, that, that walk-off wildcard game was just, it was something different. Yeah, so I'm not sure we'll ever see that again as far as the one-game do-or-die in Major League Baseball, but um, in that case, I will go first while the wildcard game was better than the series. Um. Any final thoughts on the podcast? I'm wearing my uh, man. I I still haven't decided if I'm gonna wear my Vladimir Guerrero Jr. jersey or not on Monday's game. I do because I would like to get his autograph, but then like I'm gonna be booing George Springer 
So, like, I, I don't know how that's going to go. But that that's just, like, that that's just something I'm going to be thinking of later. So, But other than that, no, that, that's it for me. I would say bag it up. Take a bag. I'm definitely taking a bag. Bag it up, take a pen, marker, and probably a marker and pen. Maybe, I don't know, but, yeah, bag it up. Um, that's just my rule. I don't wear other teams' jerseys at Dodger Stadium, but you do you. Um, but, yeah, I will see you tomorrow at the game. You going to get your ticket? I will get my ticket tonight, and I will see you there. Sounds good. I shall see you there. So we will talk to y'all again on Wednesday after the matinee game with the Blue Jays and recapping the Blue Jays series. With that being said, y'all, we're going to sign off. We appreciate everybody for tuning in. Go Dodgers. Thank you for watching, everybody. Thank you for listening, tuning in. Have a safe one, and go Dodgers.